me out of here, Donald, please. Let me out of here, Roger! Is this just fantasy? Come on! Caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. Ah! I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. Worst of the worst. Too late. Open the gate! My time is Was this a cheerleading trials? Hi, boys. Deadshot. Guy shoots people. He's a crocodile. And he eats people. Burns people. You're possessed by a witch. And she's just crazy. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. The voices. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what they really said. This is the deal. You're going somewhere very bad. Whoa. Do something that'll get you killed. Let's go save the world. I can't wait to show you my toys. Let's do something fun. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Nerd Talkalypse, where nerd enthusiasts such as us come together with a common goal to geek out and preach nerdism in yesterday's and today's nerd culture, featuring your hosts, Lane Stipe and DJ Penhollow. This is Nerd Talkalypse. Seriously, what the hell's wrong with you people? We're bad guys. It's what we do. Nothing really matters to me. Hello, Nerdthusiasts, and thanks for joining us for episode 23 of Nerd Talkalypse. My name is Lane. And I'm Deej. And as always, we're geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. From Marvel and DC, specializing in the CW's Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. Star Wars, Harry Potter, Poke. Pokemon, Walking Dead, Dragon Ball Z, and everything in between. That's right, folks, and today we are talking about Suicide Squad. This is... Suicide Squad. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> oh, well, and that was interesting, that's for sure. So, uh, I guess, to, to kick things off, we should talk about... Our, Suicide Squad. <laughs> well, obviously, but let's... We do not have nerd news this week. Yeah, we, we have no nerd news. Nothing much going on. Yeah. I definitely cannot read that. Well, I know that. I know that. <laughs> but I, what I was going to bring up was that maybe we should do a spoiler-free thought. Yeah. Um, briefly. Yep, yep, yep. That way people can clock out. That's right. And All right. then those who want to listen to the rest can, can do that. So right now, uh, we'll let you know, you know, to... Uh, when to stop listening to this in case yep. you because uh, then we are going to get some deep spoiling yes for sure so people that listen to us that haven't seen the movie yet you can hear our thoughts about it and then we will spoil the fuck out of it <laughs> so I've been thinking that we need to structure it a little bit better as far as what um, uh, um, how we talk about things you know, movie roommate movie are you recording this right now yeah what do you mean just like sometimes we just get we just go a little off the rail who cares 
I know. There's nothing wrong with it, but this this something like this might help a little bit. Dude, yeah. we have like tens of listeners. I don't think we're having a problem. <laughs> tens, <laughs> tens of listeners. That that, I'm not saying for any specific reason other than to make ourselves a little bit more professional. Fuck that shit. <laughs> but anyway, so um, let's maybe like start off with like a grade out of five. Out of five? Yeah. A. No, out of five? I have to give it a grade? Maybe out of 10. It'll be easier out of 10. A little bit more leeway. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. 8? Yep. I was going to say the same thing. About an 8 out of 10. 8, eight or 8.5. Eight I, ha- I, ha- I have only a couple criticisms about it. Right. I, Like I said, I feel almost the same way. Um, the movie was great. Like I love the experience. Like, So now if you... If you Let's just yeah, absolutely. The experience of the movie was fantastic. I, I, don't, I, I walked out of there feeling much greater than than I felt when walking out of Batman vs. Yeah, BVS for sure. Right. Um, and I don't I don't know why exactly. Just well because I mean our hopes were pretty high for Suicide Squad, but not nearly as high as they were for BVS. Dude, like mine were we, pretty high though. I don't I don't, I just yeah, I think but not that the like movie that. was just better. Like it, the critical backlash that this movie is getting is absurd. Yeah. Like, and I, as much as I don't want to think that Disney's paying Marvel execs to talk shit on DC, I, maybe, it's a conspiracy theory people have. Oh, I mean, whatever, Disney's does See, and like, and and I I just found out also that Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregate of reviews. You know what I mean? If somebody doesn't give it, if somebody gives it a three out of five, it's rotten. Mm. You know what I mean? And then there's all, and then all the other critics are on there. You know what I mean? If you if you and I give it a five out of five or a four out of five, it's certified fresh. Like, right. you know what I mean? So like, if all these people are giving it threes out of fives, so they're saying, "Oh, it was okay, but it wasn't my favorite," then the the thing dramatically drops. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's it's bullshit, is what it is. But uh, overall, <laughs> I thought the movie was absolutely fantastic. I had no I have no complaints, other than other than somebody asked me at work, what, like, oh, what's the plot of the movie? And I'm like kind of hard to say exactly in my personal opinion like what what would you say the if you were if you're if someone's going into this blind like what say what's the movie about you know what i mean like what what is their aim at the in in the whole movie it's kind of hard to pinpoint a specific aim evil fighting evil to prevent more evil yeah i guess so I mean, like, th- this is a twenty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That sucks. I know. And but then it says seventy-two percent liked it. Seventy-two. Per- that's an audience score. You know what I mean? That just yeah. goes to show you that, like, that it, it's it's bullshit. Rotten Tomatoes. Su- you know, there's a uh, there's a, a petition out there from DC fans to get this site shut down, but they it'll never happen because you know this this it's people cr- criticizing movies like. There's not, like, a, a stage of critics out there. See, it has 1% less than BVS. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. But see, 65% of people like BVS, too. Right, so like that, I, that, that 65% of people that came on here. Like. See, now, I wish I could do DVDs on here because, oh, maybe they can. Like, I want to know what the Ultimate Edition... Yeah, I mean, we got, we're going to do this in podcast. Oh, I know, I know. Um, probably not on here, but, but uh, anyway... Yeah. So the 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 plot itself was it, it, it's hard to pinpoint specifically, like yeah, Wayne it just, said. It just uh, 
super villains being used by the government, in quotation marks, government, to do things that, because they're expendable. They're pretty much expendables. Like, right. They can go in. If they die, nobody's going to care. Like, Right. You know, but see, but uh, what's weird to me is we know Flash and Superman are all of them and in this universe. So if that was happening, whatever was happening in this movie was happening, I'm pretty sure the Justice League would have been like, uh, this can't happen. <laughs> right. But, but at the same time, I feel like maybe maybe it wasn't quite at Justice League level. Because the Justice mean, League could have came in there and cleaned it up in a couple minutes. But, I, I mean, I guess, like, you know what I mean? From that, if you say it like that, then they could have came in there and taken care of the problem pretty fast and it would have been done. Yeah, but that's just what's always befuddled me in things like this is that the Justice League exists in this universe, so why would they have... Because what was happening was affecting the entire planet. Right. It wasn't just affecting that little town. It was affecting the entire planet at some point. So, Right. Justice League is just like, eh, those bad guys got this. <laughs> well, I, I forget. I explained to some... I was talking to somebody about it. I said that the, the Justice League... It, it's almost like there are various amounts of superhero slash villain groups in the world right. that exist and they almost all tackle different levels of terror. Yeah, but I mean I the Justice League has a, has gone and just tangled natural thing like tornadoes and earthquakes and just to clean up towns. Like there's no job too small for the Justice League. But it's like that in anything. Like when you watch Flash or Arrow if something's happening on Arrow that it's like, oh, the whole, like with those missiles, right. the entire world was going to be in danger and blown up because of these missiles. Right. Like, where the fuck was the Flash? Like, he could have right. been a humongous fucking help in that situation. Absolutely. So, I mean, like, that's what, that's, that's what blows my mind. I know they have to further their own storylines, but I know. I am I know. I just, it's, right. interesting. it's weird to me. Like, it is. I understand. It just, I guess that's, a, that's at some point you just say, oh, that's a movie. Yeah. But... So I mean, if you if you haven't seen the movie, definitely go see it. Oh, 100 percent worth seeing in theaters. Absolutely, it is. I might go see it a second it's time. It's great. Our, our our thoughts on 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 everything. I mean, Harley Quinn was spot on. The Joker was the Joker was awesome. I think it was a little underused, but he was awesome nonetheless. Yeah, that's if I had one complaint, it's more Joker, but it's not Joker's movie, so yeah, you know what I mean. But I want to see more of him for sure. And I think all the characters. I think Will Smith played an awesome Deadshot. Like, Will Smith was hilarious in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he was. He did a great job. He was absolutely hysterical, and all of them were crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know he, much about Diablo, but he like, was nuts outside of the movie. I'm never I don't either. But he was cool. Uh, see, I, I personally, I didn't really like Killer Croc. Yeah, his stature wasn't that he, big. He's he was funny. Yeah, no, he was cool. He was cool, and he was badass. But he just did you know that? That's not how here's I, an interesting I, fact. Um... That Greg Nicotero did the makeup. Really? For Killer Croc. Oh, really? From yeah. From uh, Face Off. From Walking Dead. Oh, from Walking... Oh, what am I thinking? What the hell? Yeah, that's interesting. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. his makeup was fabulous. Oh, like, it was he awesome. Looked, he looked he, cool as shit. Beautiful. He just... I'm beautiful. <laughs> that's spoilers. Sorry. Uh, minor spoilers, but... Um... Yeah, I thought... And then, I don't know... Uh... Uh, who else was it? That freaking Boomerang was kind of cool. He was pretty funny. Everybody was funny in their own way. Oh, absolutely. Now, Boomer, I thought Boomerang was rather uh, kind of underused. Yeah, but... A little bit. They didn't utilize him to his to his uh, full... He, like, didn't show up all... I mean, he was cool, I guess. Everybody had their own, like you said, their own moment to shine. Yeah. But I think, like, Will Smith was very much the lead of the show. Like... Yeah. It was more... He was like... He felt like he was the lead of the group. He, Deadshot he, show. He kind of led the entire show. 
And Harley Quinn was also very, you know, she yeah, she, she stole, was prominently like, featured. Uh, Nikki's brother Josh actually said that uh, Harley stole the show for him. Like, right. I mean, See, yeah. I thought anytime Leto was on screen, he was stealing the show. Oh, absolutely. He was all, all absolutely. I have no complaints. <coughs> now, if somebody were to ask me if he was my favorite, maybe. I, I don't know. I'd have determined. to. I'd have to watch. I'd have to literally go into the theater, watch Suicide Squad, and then immediately come home and watch Dark Knight. See, but I, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be a fair enough assessment because you can watch Dark Joker's in this Dark Knight a lot. Yeah, I want to see a movie where the Joker is going to be in it for more than you know more than a couple scenes. Right. Then you can really understand how the Joker is. I mean, he every part he did perfect. I have no one complaint about every part in his movie. In this right. Movie. But that's I haven't seen. I haven't seen enough to determine whether or not he's my favorite Joker or not. Right. So if we, like like they said, hopefully it's not spoiling it that he's not too much. Into the movie, we're, well, it's, we're, well, I mean, I knew that before because I know I read a thing saying that uh, Jared Leto said they cut a lot of his parts. So right. I went into it knowing that. So right, so he, I mean, he said that they they, they filmed a entire movie's worth of just Joker scenes. So like, hopefully, they put all of that in the DVD. I'm not. Now, somebody made a good point to me. I'm not expecting a Suicide Squad Ultimate Edition. No, because us DC fans, we're gonna get tired of telling people. Well, the DVD was better, man. Yeah, like, oh, the Ultimate Edition, you got to watch it. There's another version of the movie. You know what I mean? If someone's complaining about Suicide Squad, you can't just be like, oh, the Ultimate Edition's great. It yeah. fixes every problem. You know what I mean? Just release the version of the movie that you want people to see. Like, right. I don't understand why uh, Warner Brothers is doing I mean, doing I can it. understand the, ba- the Batman. That would have been a three-plus-hour-long movie in theaters. Like, Right. Yeah, I, I mean, if you... But I'm assuming they did the same thing. I mean... I don't know, I don't but know. We'll see. maybe we'll see when it comes out. I mean, you were able to pre-order that movie before. They asked me to pre-order it a week before we saw it, almost two. Right. And I was like, what if it sucks? Like, you know what I mean? And it was like, oh, it's not going to suck. And then here we are. You know what I mean? Right. 90% of the war- of critics out there think that the movie was horrible. Yeah. I, but, well, they're idiots. I don't who knows if the critics even like the stuff to begin with? Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, obviously, yeah, there ain't not many critics out there reviewing comic book movies, but I was not underwhelmed by this. No, absolutely not at all. I was, I, I was exactly what I wanted it to be. Now, I wasn't overwhelmed with joy when I walked out of there, but I absolutely loved the movie. I was happy. Like, I was when I walked happy. out of Batman v Superman, I did not say that I absolutely loved it. Yeah, no. We picked it apart on the way home. Yeah, we. Yeah, and another quick thing before we start getting into spoilers that I want to say. I knew uh, there was a girl that I talked to. She said that she wanted to see this movie, but one of her biggest worries was that from the trailers, Harley Quinn doesn't really sound like Harley mm-hmm. in the cartoons. Right. But don't let that be the reason you don't see it. She she'll surprise you. Like I, you know, I yeah she she does she does remind you of Harley Quinn. She told me the same movie. thing. She does remind you of her at most parts of this movie. Like yeah, in the trailer, she doesn't really put on the the Harley, like Brooklyn, deep Brooklyn accent type deal. Ah, pudding, Mr. J. Like, but she does say it. I she mean, does she, do that she does do that, it. and she. Uh, I'm pretty sure we heard we heard her say "batsy, batsy, batsy." You know yeah. what I mean? Like that. I was in the trailer, so it's not spoiler territory. Yeah, but, but so I mean, like, if like, that's the reason you're this, don't like she. She'll surprise you. She. Yeah, there's a couple surprises in the movie that any that any Harley Quinn fan is going to be like overjoyed oh, by yeah. seeing, grinning ear to ear for some parts. Oh yes, I had I had literal goosebumps. Now this part was in the trailer, but when you see the scene that showed up in the trailer where where Batman is on top of the the Lam- Joker's Lamborghini and they're you know riding through town, I had goosebumps the whole time crawling all over my body because of it. it was so it was like it was like the animated series come to life. And by the way, goosebumps is the name of my my fingers. <laughs> No, I was kidding. There was no fingers coming. <laughs> right, but it, yeah, it was it was great. So definitely go and check it out. Good movie. Good, good movie. 
one of the best movies I've seen so far this year. Absolutely. Um, and it, dude, it's it's breaking records with box office. Good right now, as far as opening weekends go, it's breaking records. So. I feel like it should almost do. That. I mean, it almost do as good as Deadpool. I think it, it should. It, it has it has the quality of movie too. Do as good as Deadpool. Maybe not. Maybe not quite. Deadpool was almost a perfect movie. Right. Yeah, I, I have no complaints about it. Now, um, now we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into some spoiler territory here. So if you guys need to, uh, we're gonna give you a couple seconds to uh, switch podcasts or stop listening to this but you got a good 16 minutes 45 seconds ish of uh um, a spoiler free review so definitely uh go check out the movie and then come back and finish this cast we're gonna dive deep into it right now take some take a minute to switch warning this is a spoiler alert please do not continue listening if you wish to not have this spoiled for you warning this is a spoiler alert So this is going to be the all spoilers from here on out about the Suicide Squad movie that we just saw. Um, so the, I don't know. What are your opening statements as far as spoilers go? Well, I'm going to start off before the movie. Like this is probably one of the most anticipated films of the year, as far as I mean, well, actually in any film, really, like any genre. This is one of the like this has been huge. You know, we've been waiting for this fucking movie. Hyped like, up since last year. So since that since that trailer. So uh, I want to the, the I have. What did I want to talk about? Um, the the soundtrack is very reminiscent to me of like it's the same style movie that that uh, Marvel chose for Guardians of the Galaxy with like with an old school soundtrack. I think I read something about that. I re- I saw something on Facebook that says twelve things they took from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or from Marvel that they got away with or some weird shit. I don't remember. Well, yeah, definitely with the soundtrack. As far as I don't know anything else that happened, but. Um, yeah, cause it's more because it was that kind of music that Star Destroyer or whatever that's his name, right? Star Lord. Star Lord, my fucking god, uh, that's from Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, see, but in the movie, the he, he listens to that kind of. Yeah, music. he he just straight up has it as part of in it, and it's morphed into the soundtrack, which is a brilliant right to do. You know what I mean? Like make your soundtrack and integrate it into the movie. Like in this one, in this case, they didn't really do. They just had an old school soundtrack, which is perfect because it, w- it went really well. Like oh, with, it fit uh, perfect with this movie. Like with they even had know, Eminem singing an uh, Eminem song in the soundtrack when they were changing. Oh yeah, and I'm like that was crazy. And, they, and uh, yeah, it was an old one. It was yeah. like, uh, what was it? I can't remember. Two trailer park girls go around. Yeah, it's so weird. It's such I'm a... pretty sure that was the song. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is too. But yeah, the soundtrack was great. Like you know, like uh, obviously from the trailer, Bohemian Rhapsody was it, but it was done by who who did the cover? Panic at the Disco on the soundtrack. Yeah, but in the movie, it's Queen. Is it? Uh huh. Oh. Which is the, which is what gets perplexed everybody for the, so long. Like, right. I don't know why it was Queen in the movie and not on the soundtrack. Because Queen's not on the soundtrack at all. But you think if they were going to do that, they might as well just let, let Panic of the Disco do the movie too. Like, yeah, you think. But the Panic of the Disco has been covering that song for years on their oh, really? on their tour. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I mean, uh, but for some reason they're prominently featured on the thing. Which I don't know. Maybe they couldn't get the rights to put Queen on the soundtrack. I don't know, but. Movie rights and soundtrack rights must be different of some sort, but I don't know. Yeah, and then like uh, I don't know, and then going into the movie, we went, and we saw it in a big D theater, which is similar to an IMAX, and yes, we did yeah. not see it in 3D. No, uh, yeah, we will someday. So we'll see a movie. I want to see freaking quick side note. I want to see Doctor Strange IMAX 3D because that shit's trippy. Yeah, that's gonna be nuts. I want to see that in an IMAX 3D. That's what I'm gonna want to do. Right. Yeah, that'll be worth. <coughs> 
Now, the only thing that won't make it worth it is if that movie sucks. I hope it doesn't. But it's Marvel, so you yeah. can't expect it to suck. Yeah, but anyway. Uh. So, uh, as far as the first things first uh, in, in some uh, spoiler territory, we have a list of, I guess, Easter eggs that we got from comicbook.com um, that are pretty interesting. Um, and uh, this is, like, throughout the whole movie. You that, want to just read the Easter eggs all off right now? and then. Yeah, we might as well. And then if it, if it sparks conversation about right something else you know what i mean it'll take us to certain parts of the movie right. that we can talk about so that's that's a good way to do it but um so bell rev is the the prison that they were all in um and it is a recurring prison and mostly for metahumans and other high-risk criminals in the dc universe and has been the name or has been name dropped in arrow and gotham and actually has appeared on smallville but it's different it's different from arkham asylum obviously right so that's pretty interesting um the, the prison was uh uh, it looked like it was out in a desert somewhere. I don't know what the location of it, but I know I I believe it's Argus based prison. Argus based. Yeah, because she she was able to come in and do whatever she wanted. True. You know, Waller was. Well, she's also a high ranking official, so maybe yeah, anybody yeah, could. I'm not really sure. But yeah, I remember seeing it in Smallville. Something I remember. It's so long since I watched that show, but. It's See, but cool. they haven't. They didn't mention Iron Heights or anything either. I was hoping that no, I, I was yeah. hoping that one of them was going to be from Iron Heights. Maybe they were. They just didn't tell us. Like, uh, uh, kicking way. Yeah, because that guy was that Indian, whatever the climber guy or whatever. He Slipknot. Was, that's his name. He was brought in from somewhere else. Right. He might so have been from Iron Heights. They, they may not have said it. Maybe we didn't hear. Him. I don't know who Slipknot's hero is. I have no idea, but he did not. I don't know last who his protagonist. <laughs> no, he certainly did not. But. But he was he was uh, from Joe Dirt. He was kicking away the. Yeah. That was the first thing I noticed because he didn't change his voice or mannerisms whatsoever, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's kicking away." a little older. Yeah, exactly. But well, another uh, Easter egg: a restaurant that I think the restaurant they were in, Waller was in with the guys, or was it a different restaurant? Um, I actually don't know. Well, there was a restaurant somewhere in the movie. It was named Cicada. Is an early shot in the movie. Is the name of an old Flash villain who teamed up with Captain Boomerang at one point. I guess. Just a little nod to another, right? Another character, which is cool because Captain Boomerang is in the movie, and, and I honestly you know, don't know much about Cicada at all. I don't even know who he is. Like, yeah, I think it's a girl actually. Oh, I don't know who she is. Um, but anyway, so I, so it might have been that that early movie because or that early restaurant because that was the very first scene. Yeah, and then immediately after that, you get you get this this one about the selling of Superman shirts. I guess it's a running theme from the comic book world. Also, where people after the death of Superman against Doomsday uh, were selling merchandise for Superman and you know Superman Remember and and things like that. So that's pretty interesting. So I wonder if this this movie would have taken place after Batman versus Superman. Yeah, because remember at the beginning of the movie they had the shot about shots of his funeral. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Huh. When when uh, when Amanda Waller's in the room with everybody getting ready to talk about the uh, the Enchantress, um, they talked about like it showed it showed Superman's funeral from Metropolis and like everybody walking in the coffin. Huh. I must have not been paying attention at that part. Yeah, they 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 brought it up in the movie for sure. <laughs> so this definitely takes place after that. And then they they even said in the thing like you know if Superman were to tear the roof off the White House, who would stop him? Like. Yeah, but they could have said that at any point. Well, they could have, but then I think they did mention the fact that he wasn't there anymore. They said if Superman or some other alien threat now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, who, you know, who's to say who we have to to stop him? Which is which? 
like at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about the plot and where it goes. And, and I was thinking about it all week. I'm like, oh, well, why did they just go in there to do that at the beginning of it? But I forgot that she goes in there to get permission to start Task Force X, which is the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and then ended up needing them when so well the, who, who knows also how far the movie progressed because the movie progressed quickly like it did progress quickly so but kno- we don't know a time span of when she met with those guys initially to when they actually were put together like right exactly it, it, it seemed didn't... very the movie was chopped like that's one thing i have about it is it was almost too fast-paced like yeah it was it was very fast because because the whole the plot the plot happens simply because of the enchantress you know what i mean she goes rogue for a minute mm-hmm. and that's why they're called in but she was already planning on putting them together so why I think she was just trying to get permission to put it together in case something happened and and the Enchantress was part of that she was going to weaponize the Enchantress but when she goes rogue then she's like shit you know what I mean now we're going to yeah. need these guys to, to, to help stop whatever's, whatever's happening and I did find out the name of her brother hmm. Incubus 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 hmm. like the band that fits yeah um, well According to Floyd Lawton's Argus, File Gotham is located in New Jersey. <laughs> I, I should have put a call, comma there. According to Floyd oh, according Lawton's, to Floyd Lawton's Argus File, comma Gotham is located in New Jersey. Yeah, sorry, I was typing these really fast. It's okay. Um, but yeah, Gotham is located like where New Jersey would be, mm-hmm. I guess, which is kind of strange. You think it would be the whole city, but that's pretty interesting. New Jersey is a state. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. So Gotham would be in New Jersey. Yeah. Hmm. But it's not like... It always seems like it's in New York. Like New York City. Yeah, I don't know. So let me get um, the first ever live-action look at uh, Arkham Asylum in the Harley Quinn flashback, um, which was I thought was beautiful. Just referring to the one when we saw her talking to the Joker, he's in a straitjacket. Yes. When it, like, pans in on the, on the building. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. I thought it was really well done and it looked great. And that scene was aw- absolutely amazing. I don't think it was the first ever. I think you saw Arkham Asylum on the show Gotham. I don't know if it's only spe- specifying movies here, but I'm pretty sure he works in Arkham Asylum at one point. Huh. Yeah. I actually. Yeah, I actually didn't. I don't know. I still need to watch Gotham. That's on yeah. the agenda. Um. I heard that the season three trailer that happened at Comic Con was intense, so right. I really want to check that out. But well, I did, I did put DCEU, which is the extended universe right. in the movie universe. So, well, <clears throat> this next one is going to be for all you Harley Quinn fans out there. Harley's original Jester costume makes its appearance twice. The first time while their story is being told in the form of the famous painting by Alex Ross, where it's a scene of Joker and Harley Quinn dancing, and she has. The exact costume from the comic books. The black and red, the fucking ear things. Yeah. Perfect. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. And then the second time was when she was getting changed. They were all getting changed to the Eminem song. They were getting into battle. Uh, they all had cases brought out for them, which was their belongings, I guess. And yeah. she had that suit in there. She picked it up and looked at it for a second. And then I guess she decided to put on the skimpy shorts that we know of her. This is the actual. We're actually looking at that painting right now. Yeah, it was. It's like perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's really well done in the movie. Which and it also gives people a look I into. I love that toy. That actually. Right. Painting. It also gives people a look into what the uh, jester outfit would look like in real life and why it would. Dope. It would look great, but I I just don't. I don't know if they'll ever do it. People bitched about Harley Quinn's yeah. outfit, but I, you you know you get it for that split second. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. But if you were to see it in like a live action movie, it might not be that great looking. Kind of like, goofy. Yeah. It's a little. It just it works where where it's 
where it lives now and only there, I think. Right. Not saying that I... Still, I, even though you don't... I, I'm, I'm okay with not seeing her in it the entire time, but the fact that they even put it in there at all made me happy. Like, mm-hmm. So cool. So cool to see it. So then we got the... Um, the a cameo by the Flash, which you if you you blink and you miss it type I cameo. I had no idea this was coming. Now I did. Uh, I had looked at a news article that had uh, characters in by order of appearance in the movie, like uh, credits, and Ezra Miller was in there, and I was like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have seen that because right. I wanted to be completely it was surprised. Such a surprise for me, dude. It was a wonderful surprise. But it was so cool. He looked awesome, and you know he comes in and he says honor among thieves, which comes in back in later in while they're in the bar. That's what Will Smith says. Right. Well, Deadshot he comes says in and says, that. no honor among thieves, huh? Because Captain Boomerang kills all his criminal guys. And, right. And he, uh, then he took them out. Yeah. And then and then when, when uh, Deadshot's given this toast at the end of the thing, he says, honor among, to honor among thieves. Like, right. So that's pretty cool. I thought it, he looked pretty dope. Like, that was a cool scene of Flash. So I'm like, I can't wait to see more. Oh, I know. Of him. <clears throat> so yeah. I actually have these notes typed on paper. And Another cameo. The John F. Ostrander building in the big final act of the movie is paying homage to the original writer of The Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's who that's wrote... his name. Yep, John F. John F. Ostrander. So that's he, where they fought against uh, Enchantress and... Yes, and, uh, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I, uh, there's this big scene. I saw it because I knew, I knew it was in there. I just didn't know where. And I saw it up on the screen. I was like, oh, John Ostrander building. I was like, that's cool. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I just didn't know exactly who he was until this. Right, until I read right. this. So I was like, that's pretty interesting. So we got the Ace Chemical Company. Um, it was apparently the setting for the Joker's origin and his creation of Harley Quinn, and they were actually in there, which I didn't understand. Was it? It was the vat of acid, right? Some sort of acid stuff. I don't. So is that? Are I we to understand similar, that similar that's to what stuff that and from the Killing Joke that he falls into? Like, it's something. If because it, if it was just pure acid, I don't think they would have survived. Like, right? There's no way. You know, there's no way. It had to have been something other, some other chemical. Like. Right. But it was like all the colors were just, just, just spreading out. Like, I don't know where the colors came from. I, I, I feel like, so we're to understand that that's what makes their skin so pale and... Yeah, it makes them so crazy. Makes her hair so blonde. Something. Maybe. Because her hair was pretty... Was it It was a little darker. Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean... It, that scene was fucking awesome, though. Like, yeah, that scene was... It was beautifully shot. The, the cinematography in this movie was wonderful. Right. And that's, a, that's, a, that's one of the first scenes you get to see. The Joker is just awesome. Like, he's just... Like she's like, you know, he's like, "Would you die for me?" And he's just like, "I love the way he's just like, you can just tell he's a psychopath." Like, yeah, he's like, he's got a lot going through his mind. And then he's just like, "No, wait, would you die for me?" And, and then it was just no, all live like, for me. Would you live for me? Yeah, sorry, he said die for me. And then she just falls back in, and he dies. You seen that? You seen that in the trailer? Him diving into it, right? Like, it was so cool. Like that yeah. whole scene, the, the music that was playing, it was a perfect scene, man. I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was it was it was great. So so those are all the Easter eggs, I guess, that somebody picked out of the movie. I'm, there was a couple more that I just didn't add because I didn't really know too much about it. And um, so we got that, and then we got um, so we talked about Harley Quinn and, what, and our thoughts on her, and we talked about I guess we didn't really talk too much about Deadshot, but Deadshot he was he was very um, so yeah. So we talked about Deadshot and. But not no. We didn't go in We can do. We can talk about each character again that way because we didn't. We try not to spoil anything last. Right. Time. So Deadshot's origin, I guess. Like they didn't really go too deep into. Not really his origin. Just more or less. How yeah, he like got what caught, he does. Like, yeah, like it didn't show how he became who he was or what how good he why he was so good and shit. But. Right, but he's basically you know he's an assassin and you know for money. So that that his assassin scene though was so cool. 
Oh yeah, dude. That, it's like he planned it all out perfectly. Like it's when he, the way he shoots, bar- ricochets it off that thing. And dude, it like, just kills that dude and gets an extra million bucks out of the deal. It's funny though because he only had eighteen dollars in his bank account and then he got it went up to two million dollars. But yeah, it it was cool. Like it just shows his cunningness and right. You know, like it, I don't know. I, I liked it. I liked the whole his whole little scene. Like they didn't go too deep into each character because that would obviously take a fucking ridiculous amount of time. So you saw a little bit of past of everybody, but but it's cool because what they do is that they show you the characters in our in Belrev and then it kind of shows you how they got to Belrev. Mm-hmm. So seeing. This is this is where you get the first Batman cameo. Yeah, it was against uh, him. Was against yeah, Dead against Shot. Deadshot, and it was really cool because Affleck killed it. I like he he continuously surprises me. Yeah, the way he falls in there and it just per- it was perfect. It like, was just great, like because and we we talked about. It. I remember doing it sitting here right at this table, talking about put we put that clip in where the the bat does cross my path and it ain't pretty. Right. You know what I mean? And that was it right there. And I was like, oh man, it's beautiful. Like right at the beginning of the movie, you get it. Even just as so simple as the scene where. He does pull the gun and then his daughter gets in the way, but the way Batman's just standing in the back. Yeah. Just like he does in the cartoons like or something like that. Yeah, he just he goes, I don't want to do this in front of your daughter. Yeah. And what's what's interesting is Batman used handcuffs. Like, yeah, he handcuffed Deadshot and the, waited for the police to handle him. And Deadshot, you know, he came quietly, I guess. So. Well, I mean, that happens, though, like in the like the way he, he had a Harlequin tied up. Yeah. And the way his Batmobile has that scene, the thing that comes out that they, he locks him into. Yeah. That they have that in the game, in the Arkham game. Oh, that's, that's yeah, that's, that's so it it's was, just cool. Yeah. So we and we did we did talk a lot about Harley Quinn, um, a little in the in the beginning, right. non spoiler set, but she was perfect. She's so fine, like she, yeah, she was absolutely perfect. Her for ass this. was so nice. <laughs> no comment on that. See that ass in IMAX? Oh. <laughs> but yeah, she she was she was a perfect uh, interpretation. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. That is. Yeah, no, sure. I don't think anybody could have done it better in live no, action. I agree with that. Like, it's funny because I don't I know her from anything else, but she just comes in. And just she was in it. Wolf of Wall Street. Was she? Yeah, fully nude. Oh, I like that movie. I guess she just looks so different in this. Like, yeah, she's the she's the girl who gets naked. Fully nude? In Wolf of Wall Street. I know what I'm watching. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But she, uh, see, I never even watched that movie. It's a good ass movie. But anyway, um... Yeah, she was great. I think I loved every scene. Like we said, the scene with her dancing with the Joker, it's right out of that painting. Like it was just, to his suit, to her suit, is perfect. Yeah, it was great. Um, Even seeing her as Harlan Quinzel before she became, you know, when she was just... A, that scene was, that scene gave me goosebumps, yeah, too. that scene was awesome, dude. Sitting like, and she's like, you know, what can I do to help you? And he's like, I need a machine gun. Yeah, I mean, very seriously. I she was like, a machine gun? <laughs> <laughs> and, and she gets it for her, you know what I mean? And then and then the scene where with them together where, you know, he's, oh, I'm not going to hurt you. Or I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to hurt you real bad, or whatever he says. Yeah, he was. We'll talk about Joker in a minute. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll go all out on Joker because he was great. But so we got Deadshot. We got Harley Quinn. Let's talk about. And then we got. We'll talk about Killer Croc. I mean. Yeah, we can talk about Killer Croc. He was cool. He was cool, but he he's just not as big as he is. Like you know, I'm used to him. Like when you see him in any adaptation of the game, the cartoon, he's just a big ass fucking thing. Yeah, he's humongous. He pretty much was a regular sized guy. Not a regular sized guy. A a bigger sized dude with scales and shit. Right. And he was really, really strong. I mean, and I understand what they wanted to do. They didn't want to use CGI for him. He was pretty, he was all yeah, practical. he was still cool. Like, it would have been ridiculous. He looked really good, like, for all being all practical. Yeah. He was good. You know yeah. what I mean? They didn't want to use that, their extra, you know, the money from, I'm not saying he was completely practical, but, like, they, if he was, then they even had it down to his, like, his eyes when he blinked. You know yeah. what I mean? They were like, 
crocodile eyes and it was it was just a great scene like and and i don't know i he was all everything he was in he was he's really strong yeah i would have liked to have i would have liked to have seen him i like he's been adapted you know before but i accept him as he was in the movie too like you know like it would have been cool to see him as what i'm used to killer croc Right, like he did that guy. He did that was just like he said. He is strong, like not Superman strong, obviously. Right, but he he's a strong dude, and he swims like a beast. Oh yeah, he swims like a beast. He is a beast. Yeah, but I mean, like I told you on the way home from the movie, uh, they were gonna use King Shark, but we already have a King Shark in the Flash, which so you know we don't need another uh, live action adaptation of him. Um. So all right, so Killer Croc, uh, Captain Boomerang. Um. Didn't know much about Captain Boomerang. Still don't really. Um. He was cool. He was a dick. Um, I guess they told him um, when they casted him to find your inner piece of shit. Yeah. Because, but then he said that he that's he said that it was the easiest acting. Jai Courtney played him. He said it was the easiest acting experience he ever had in his life because he is just that way. Yeah, it was like a, that scene where they bring him in in that bag. <laughs> oh yeah, you've seen that. the trailer, but he gets out. He just immediately punches a guard right in the face. This is the first person he sees. He punches him. <laughs> And yeah, it was funny. It's just he's. I love that character. He, I can't. Yeah, and I can't believe that he got three life sentences. I personally believe that. I, I liked his character. I liked him as Boomerang better than on the show. I don't remember who Boomerang was on the show. I don't know, but I just like, he had like shorter hair. He just wasn't quite. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like uh, Captain Boomerang, you know, he had like a sense of humor in the in the movie, but in the show he was way more serious and just. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, he was he was interesting. So he robs banks. Is that what he does? Uh, yeah, and he's just a criminal in general. I don't like. I don't. Right, I mean, and like we said, he's a Flash villain, and Flash shows up in yeah. the thing, and I know he's part of the Sinister Six or something, or whatever that. What is that? No, that's Marvel. He's not part it's of the, the Legion of Doom, is he? I don't remember. No, there's a group like Captain Cold and him and Mirror Man. All the and, Rogues Gallery. Yeah, they all team up and they uh. They yeah. Go against the Flash. Sometimes. Just the Rogues Gallery. Flash and Batman have a great Rogues Gallery. Um, I, I think everybody does, but you hardly hear it when it comes to. And Superman then there was a uh, Slipknot when he was very short-lived. Yes, very short-lived. It's like they had him in the movie just to show that he they could blow their heads off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He was a. Uh, he was pretty much a glorified. He he used grapple guns like to get places. Right. Pretty much just yeah, like he used the grapple guns. That's all. I, I don't really know much about the character besides I saw him in the movie. I have never heard of him before. But yeah, I don't know who he, who he. Who his hero protagonist is? Yeah, like they they explain they can they explained him as a, he can climb anything. They said so. I don't know. <laughs> He's like a monkey. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. So we got him, and we can talk about Katana and her soul sword. Yeah, Katana's cool. She, she didn't speak a lick of English the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> she she only spoke Japanese, and um. They just had like weird. They had weird subtitles up on her the whole time. It was cool though. Like, um, she has a sword that that steals the souls of those that uh, she kills, and her husband is trapped inside the sword. Yeah, because uh, whoever killed her husband had the sword before, and then she now has the sword. Right. I thought she was dope. She was cool as shit, dude. She yeah, she was really cool. Like her as a regular human with that amount of skill, she cut off one of Incubus's arms. It didn't really matter. He grew it back, but she was able to do it. Right. You know, that so. sword's probably powerful too. Yeah. So that was cool. She 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 was also on Arrow, you know what I mean? She had the same like the mask and the mask and everything. Even Arrow did a great job with Katana. Like I didn't have I don't have any complaints about her. Are you looking up Slipknot? Um so that's cool. She was she was awesome to see. Um who am I forgetting? I guess he's a Firestorm villain. 
A firestorm? That's interesting. Yeah. Firestorm. I wonder if they'll introduce him to the DCEU. That'd be cool as shit. I would love to see a new take on Firestorm. But, so, how about, talk about Rick Flagg a little bit. I don't know much about Rick Flagg. I know that he, in the comic books, he, there was a, a suicide squadron that they called. You know what I mean? He was the leader of that. Like a, a group of expendables in the in the in the Marines or something like that, and he he led he led that. You wouldn't know this from sorry, real quick on Slipknot. You wouldn't know this from the movie, but Slipknot is a master use. He is a master in the use of ropes, including unbreakable ones, and a trained assassin. He created a chemical adhesive, which then applied to his ropes, making them nearly indestructible. Wise uses the ropes to strangle, grapple, and hold down his opponents. In addition to his ropes, Slipknot is an expert assassin, able to kill swiftly and silently. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. He wouldn't have been much used, probably, against these things. Probably not. But they, I just think they just threw him in there just to say, uh, "We can kill you, and right? We will kill you." <laughs> Harley Quinn's like, "That's a crazy app." Yeah, blew <laughs> his head right the fuck off. Um, the the it's weird that she was texting with the Joker. It's weird that the Joker is mentally capable to send coherent text messages. Yeah, unless he was having somebody text for him. Yeah, that's true. But. But yeah, that's that's a Rick Flag. Yeah, Rick Flag. So he led in the comic books a group of Marines that were called like the Suicide Squadron or something like that, mm. and then later became the leader of the Suicide Squad themselves. So he was a cool character. I liked him. Yeah, was he cool. wasn't bad. I don't, the guy who played him was great. I loved the look on his face after we saw Deadshot shoot, like when Deadshot first gets to shoot all the, at, in the prison. Dude, his conversation with Will Smith during that scene. He's like, "These are my demands." Yeah. Like, he's like, "Uh huh." Yeah. Like his yep. egging him on was yep. great. But was, he, he was shooting the bullet through. Oh. Yeah, he was shooting those bullets through that target. Through the same hole each through time. Through the same hole and each then time. They got, they were, everybody was just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, we knew he was good, but good God. Y'all jokers must be crazy. Yeah. Dude, I wish I was hoping so bad he was going to blast that dude's head off. That dude was kind of funny, though. Like He, he, he was funny, but... He's a fucking idiot. Dumb <laughs> fucking die, dude. He's like, what is this? He's like, loaf? Loaf. <laughs> with, he's like, yeah, with toenails. And I was like, oh, what douche. Rat shit. <laughs> it's disgusting. Why would they even make something that disgusting? Because they're just super criminals. They don't, and they're just not worth food. Good food, I guess. I don't know. Like they, they don't give a shit about them. They have less rights than regular. Criminals, right. Apparently. Um. All right. So. So who else are we missing? Uh, Diablo. Oh yeah, he was interesting. He was. I mean, his fire had... powers are fucking crazy. Dude. Yes, they are. Like, from what you see in the trailer, I was like, okay, he shoots some fire. Like it's nothing all that great, but like. The first time you see him, like, he's walking out of a burned-down house, which, whatever, a little fire could have started. <clears throat> but then, like, he was, like, spelling words in the air with family yeah. names and having girls dance on his hands. Dude, and his, that, the footage of him... In the jail? In the jail, when he incinerates, goodness. like, 30 people, like, instantly. That was crazy. He just walks in, and he just goes, kaboom! And, and he had, like, goes. a fire crown on his head? Yeah. That was funny. I loved it, dude. That, that guy is crazy. <clears throat> like, his prison cell was a tank of water. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, but, yeah, he was cool. We'll get more onto what he did later. I would boil later. the water. Why? Just to to do it for Probably fun. Bother him too much. He I know. Fire. I'll just do it. Okay. So whenever anybody opened it, it was boiling hot water. <laughs> oh, if you were him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were saying that, if you were the. Person. No, no, yeah. If I were him and someone was about to open my cell, I would just boil the water. Well, it didn't always have water in it because when when they were talking to him initially. He didn't have water in it. He was just sitting there saying, "I'm not going to do anything." He was just sitting in it. Oh, that's true. They can just—I think they can just rush water into it if they choose. Yeah, I don't think he wasn't like floating in water or anything. It's pretty fucked up. 
But yeah, he was really awesome. His the stuff he does at the end is ridiculous. Yeah, I did not. I like. I don't I, even know if that's a thing he can do. I don't know anything about that guy. But uh, are we missing anybody else? Any other villain in the show um, besides Joker? No, I think we covered everybody. Yeah, we covered everybody. Oh, Enchantress. Yeah, Enchantress. Dude, that... So I thought... First of all, her special effects were dope. Yeah. Like, yeah. she was beautiful looking, like, as far as special effects go. When she was all dirty, had, like, embers flying around her and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, the... Like, the, she was, like, in her black form when she was kind of... She looked dirty. Yeah. Like she was cool. so cool looking. So, and my, my, my initial reaction when you first see June Moon transform into the, Enchant- in, the Enchantress... When she whispers, you know, Enchantress. And you see, like, the Enchantress hands, like, grip hers from underneath and then flip over and she was transformed. Yeah. It was, what a brilliant idea. Like, yeah. I, I, mean, I think I remember that scene, too. I was like, wow. Like, I, even. Oh, like, like, the way her hands came out of her hands. Yeah, yeah like, it was really so weird. cool. And, um, like, I think, I, I think it was Kevin Smith. He was talking about it. He's like, dude, he goes, if I were directing that scene, he goes, I would have never thought to do anything like that. He goes, if that were my scene, he goes, I would have made it happen in like a puff of smoke or something. He yeah. goes, he goes, them doing that was just absolutely gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I, I agreed. I couldn't agree more with him saying that. I was like, like what a beautiful moment for, for that movie. Like I was like, wow. Like she, she just looks so good. Um. So. Lane's looking up the uh, the just, stuff about El Diablo, but just keep talking. the the Enchantress's final look I thought was was it was pretty different. It was I don't really know what you want to call it, um, but it wasn't it wasn't anything like she she appears in the comic book. She was like a like an actual witch. She wore like a, a witch hat and stuff in the comic book, so it was cool. And her brother Incubus, which they didn't speak at all in the movie. You don't know who he is or why he can do what he can do, but. Well, the only thing I can really, like, El Diablo is, like, a demon that he has different hosts. There's been different guys that were referred to as El Diablo. Kind of like Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. But So, I mean, that's kind of interesting. Huh. That is kind of, it's almost exactly like Ghost Rider, actually. It's pretty weird. Chato Santana was the this particular. But Oh, wait, let me see that picture of him. pretty accurate yeah i mean the tattoos were more in-depth in the movie yeah they were like a skull yeah there was like words and there wasn't a list of his powers on here but um what are we talking about um i that was that was pretty much the end we were talking about the enchantress and like the what her final form was like and what her her brother was like and i mean her brother's powers were ludicrous like i know like when he was hitting things with his vines or whatever the fuck was happening like it was like making things melt and like and ex- like protrude outward, like it was interesting. He was really powerful. Like, like, like we said, the the stakes of this movie felt insignificant at first, like just citywide, yeah, and then, then they became worldwide really quickly. Like, they escalated in an alarming rate. And this is this is during this is where we start talking about plot. The when when the Suicide Squad is talked about. I don't know if it's because Amanda Waller is trapped in that building because the Enchantress goes rogue, and that's just where she is. Right. And their first mission is to go save Amanda Waller, which I was like, what? I was like, why are they saving Amanda Waller? Like, 
something they I didn't w- know they were saving Amanda Waller either. They had no idea what they were doing there initially. And I was like, that is weird. I was like, that's a weird thing for them to do, which I you obviously know. The Enchantress I'm used to. Like, that's what she looks like. Oh, I guess she's not that different. No, she was more greenish, but it was still. But so so they save Waller, and I was like, that's 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 a weird uh, plot point to save Amanda Waller. And then you know, but uh, during all of this is when because I guess if they, if they would have told him they were saving Amanda Waller, they probably would not have cared so much. Right, and then so once they once they they do, and Will Smith walks in there and says, "Oh, they think they're saving Nelson Mandela out there," right, and that's when. You know, Amanda Waller's like, shit, this is compromised. So she pops like five SBI, FBI agents yeah, quick. right that's in the room. The kind of and I was like, that, that's God the kind of thing damn. Amanda Waller does, though. She's ruthless. Yeah. She's what, like the villain of the movie. That's what he's. And then even Will Smith was like, oh, yeah, and we're the bad guys. Like, right. And then he walks by and he's like, that was gangster. That was gangster, yeah. Um, so but, then they save her. And then well, the there's plot, like a. The plot quickens quick. Like it thickens real quick. Like it went from her to talking about making these team to her saying she could control the Enchantress to her not being able to control the Enchantress. Right to her brother being resurrected, and then all of a sudden, like it was so quick paced. Like that's why, like for somebody that doesn't, maybe somebody going in blind, they're gonna be like, "What is happening?" Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, but we've been introduced in the Suicide Squad. If anybody out there watches Arrow, Suicide Squad's been part of Arrow. Yeah. It was part. Of, it was a great part of Arrow for a while. Um, and just some, I don't know. It's, as far as characters go, Amanda Waller was great. I absolutely yeah. oh, loved I her. I think I believe that's the woman that plays uh, How to Get Away with Murder. It she is, plays that yep. and she's a great actress in that yep. movie too. Viola right? Davis. But um, I would say like that when I give it an eight, that would probably be one of the reasons I would bring it down, just because of the fact that it was so quick paced. Like it, they didn't. I feel like I had enough explained enough, but at the same time, there was like enough not explained too. Like it, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's just so quick. Like all of a sudden, it was just hell. Like. Yeah, terribly. And the so Amanda Waller gets captured, you know what I mean? And then I don't know if and, she wasn't really captured. Oh, yo, we were getting to that where she was captured. Yeah, I can't remember how she was captured though. They were in a helicopter. She was leaving. Oh, then, yeah, that's right. But so was, see, but th- we got way more happening before that. Like, so, yeah, the the stuff on the roof, you know, with Harley Quinn and the Joker. And the Joker was was great. We uh, we didn't talk about Joker yet, but um you know what I mean, and and she gets her the the main plot point is while while she's out, she's to get her neck bomb shut off. Yeah, because like somehow the Joker was able to override it. Right, and that that'll come into play when we talk about some of his scenes a little bit. But um, he over you know he overrides it and shuts it off, and then you know and uh, Waller you know and shows up to save Harley Quinn and Waller, um, um, he actually Joker like. Uh, overrides a, a uh, what do you want to call it? Like an extraction chopper that's going to save Amanda Waller and um, they can't contact, you know, communicate with it so they show up and they start shooting up the place and Joker wants to save Harley and he does, you I know. I love that scene when he's like, pull, like he's out the back just shooting with a machine. Oh, gun. yeah, dude. He, he was that one crony he has, he just like, I love that scene. Yeah, he was, he was losing it and it was, it was great and when, you know, Harley jumps up on the thing and Waller, you know, orders Deadshot, you know, kill her and you know, and, and you can have your daughter back and stuff. And he's like, "Oh, she's dead then." Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he and then he purposely misses. He goes, "I missed." And you know, I let's let's it. Harley go up, and then and then the chopper gets shot down, and and this is this is a turning point for Harley Quinn in the movie. Um, when she thinks Joker dies, like yeah. Um, and it was it it, it was emotional because she she loves the Joker. Yeah, she's she's absolutely in love with this with this guy, 
and um, so that so that was cool, and that and that that brings when when Waller gets extracted from the rooftop and goes down, which I don't understand the point. It, you saw it in the trailer with the fireworks, like the flares that that get shot out of the helicopter. I feel like they drew a lot of attention to themselves. Maybe I don't really know. I I don't know the purpose. Yeah, it was pretty weird. But Somebody out there that knows about military-grade helicopters, tell us what the hell that flash, those freaking things were all about. I mean, I imagine it would be for, to let everybody else know, if any, that Waller was, that the, the, it was mission complete for that point. It reminded me of things like when you play, like if you're, get, if you're getting shot at by like a heat-seeking missile, yeah. things will shoot those out, so that way the heat missile hits those instead. Mm. Mm. But... Uh, it could have been maybe a distraction. Maybe they thought it was so bright that it, I don't know. I really don't know the point in that part, in that part of the movie why it was even used. But and they cool and like and like my wife said, they they dive down so deep, down like the side of the building. Like for what? Like just fly high, get her out of there if it's that important. But I mean, you got to thicken the plot even further. Yeah. This allows you know what I mean that the chopper gets shot down and Waller gets captured by the enemy and Incubus and all that stuff like that. And they've got information being fed to the Enchantress and Incubus. Um, Those as part guys of were awfully unique looking too. Like they, they Actually, unique. funny story about that. I, David Ayer, the director, said that he had those guys appear to him in a dream, like a nightmare. And he drew them like on paper, and that's the design they went with for the movie. Hmm. Um, which was weird, but they were called the Eyes of the Adversary. You know, they, they were, had a they bunch were, of eyes were, all over yeah. their face. They were interesting. So once Waller, you know, Waller gets hooked up to this machine, like whatever this giant machine is just doing, a, it was just it was sucking information out of her head. Yeah, it was sucking information out of her head and about top top secret Argus material and locations and and stuff like that. But I don't exactly know what the machine itself was doing. Like, because she was saying that, like, because it said, because like I don't know, Incubus came up to her whenever she resurrected him, and she he said, uh. They used to worship, worship us like gods. She goes, oh, they don't. They worship machines now. And she goes, well, I'm going to build a machine that kills all of them or something. Yeah. And then she was making this thing that. It didn't really, it didn't really specify exactly what it was doing. Yeah. But it was sucking in like trash and. Well, it was cars shit up. Like you know, later in that scene, you know, when uh, the lightning was like striking down and just hitting every, destroying everything. Oh yeah, I mean it was it was fucking shit up for sure. Like, it definitely wasn't a. Uh, making it easy for anybody to survive it but right um i don't know that she was the dude did it bother you that she was like being pulled back constantly she's like she's dancing like, i think she just couldn't like she's just powerful and like odd yeah i'm not sure she's like that in the cartoon i don't think she is but it was, it was interesting well she was like attached to that machine mm. she couldn't really walk much further than it at the yeah, she, at, did. she didn't she went to go and fight like I know, but it's almost like she... I think she was just doing that like that was her character. Like, she just was, like, twitchy. Weird and twitchy. Yeah, that's, that's how <laughs> it I was, was perceived. very strange, but... Um, so, this is the this is the big final act of the movie in the John F. Ostrander building. Um, right, because, like, ultimately, I mean, it was, like, a decently length of movie, and it was a great movie, but it's really not that... There wasn't really all that much that happened. Right. We, and, we get introduced to them, they fight... They fight a couple of these guys, and then pretty much. And, that, and that's what Brittany said to me too. She said, "There's not a whole lot that happened." I said, "I don't think it was supposed to be that. Right. I think it's supposed to be like a these are these characters in this universe. This is what they do, type stuff. Yeah. Because you got like, you got something from everybody. You got Deadshot, fucking shit up. Yeah. And that scene was great. 
Mm-hmm. And he was taking those dudes out, and the military guy was like, wow. like He was just taking everybody single-handedly. Yeah, with his arm gun and stuff. It was just it was just awesome. And then, you know, you get stuff from Harley Quinn fighting with a baseball bat and just being crazy. And you get stuff from Killer Croc fighting people and... Being a brute fucking beast. Yeah, and you get, you get a little bit from Captain Boomerang. He just kind of... Yeah, he doesn't really utilize his boomerangs all that much. No, he has like a drone boomerang at the end that he uses too. Yeah, it didn't last very long, and then he just didn't. I don't know it. Yeah, and you get and and so so then right before the big final act, I forgot we didn't talk about the bar scene. You know, they're all they all go in to recuperate and get you know drink from a bar, and this is where we learn a lot about Diablo. He tells his emotionally destructive story. Yep. We learn about Diablo, and we learn a lot about, and this is where the Suicide Squad learns about Rick Flag and his emotional pull to the Enchantress. Yeah. And why he's really in this. That was a good scene. I like that scene. It was. And it, it was the definitive scene for Deadshot saying, I'm going to get you there and this is this is what my daughter's going to know that I'm not a piece of shit. That's when he presented the letters to him. Yes. and Realizing yeah. that he, she had been writing him the whole time. Dick move. I'd be pissed. Yeah. I mean, well, he wasn't in charge. I don't feel like he was mad at him about it because when he said, like, you had these with you this whole time, like you had them with you, because Rick Flagg wasn't always in charge of him in the prison. True. So the people at the prison were holding them against, against away from him. Right. But Rick Flagg got them for him, I think. Like, I don't know. It seemed I don't know because like then because then right after that he decided to help him. So I almost feel like he was thanking Rick Flagg at that point. Right. He's like, I'm gonna get you there, and you know we're gonna do this. So when they finally get there, this is well, no, in that bar. So I keep bouncing back and forth, but in that bar, this is where. Um, you get that line from Killer Croc. Yeah. He's like, speak for yourself, shorty. I'm beautiful. Yeah, because she was like, they were like talking about, huh? We're all we're all fucked up on the inside, but we look fine on the outside or something. Right. She goes, except for him, he's ugly on the outside, too. He goes, speak for yourself. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. It was funny as shit. Um, his voice was weird. He sounded like a big black dude. Well, yeah, but it like, I feel like he couldn't emote enough through the costume. They had to like overdub his voice. Maybe. Yeah. It was very uh, out, like, it was loud. Yeah. Um. So once they all leave the bar and they go to the the building, this you know in the big in the big final fight against the Enchantress, they the Enchantress puts them under. She knows they're there. Yeah, she's like doing some type of uh, mesmerizing thing, like making okay. them making them see. Pretty similar to in the Avengers, Age of Ultron, what they're doing. Like the Scarlet Witch. Like, I am mighty. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But she was making them see what she wanted, like pretty much saying that she wanted them to join her because they're evil, and she was like, "Well, I'm evil too. Let's why why you know why not just fucking do this together?" Right. And yeah, so and but now it didn't really explain too much that Diablo saw past that. You know, she made them all see visions because the Diablo, Diablo is like a demon. Is well. I think I think because then she's like, "How long have you been known, or how long have you been able to do that, or something?" Right. And she and but first she you know she's like, "What do you desire? You know, what is your deepest desire, or whatever?" And then it shows like an image of Deadshot like killing Batman. In the alley instead. and Yeah, and then being with his daughter. And being with his daughter. And then it shows Rick oh, Flag with June Moon. Yeah, and then freaking Harley Quinn and Joker, not as the Joker and Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah, like with ki- a, married with, with kid, children, yeah. yeah. And you see Jared Leto. As a person. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was weird, man. That was, it was interesting. I mean, it, but... And then, yeah, and then you get, like, Diablo sees right through it. He gets, like, a... Uh, vision of what's happening, and and he totally sees right through that. He's like, this is bullshit. Yeah, like, it has to stem from his the fact that he is the demon of some sort because he was able to fight off that magic, or right? Whatever. Because everybody else was not. Yeah, and then, and then she calls him out on it. She's like, how long have you been able to see through this? And and I can't, I can't remember exactly what he says, but 
um, all in all, they come up with a plan where, you know, there, there's a bomb that was defused later earlier in the movie. There, you know, it was a, a, a plot point. It's whenever the Enchantress went rogue. Yeah, yeah, when she goes rogue the first time. Um, there's a there was a bomb that was defused in the in the bottom of a subway tunnel that happened to be right underneath the building, um, conveniently, and they had to move it to the right corner. And their plan was to back Incubus up into the into that corner and then use that explosion to kill him and then take down the Enchantress as their as, you know only enemy with, against all five squad right. members. And um, this is the point where Diablo. Unleashes well, his true power. Yeah, well, everybody else is pretty much getting their ass kicked by this point. Like, Diablo went up to him with fire at first, and it kind of hurt him a little bit, but then he smacked him away, and he was just, like, bullets were having no effect on Incubus. Uh, Katana cut his arm off, but he grew it right, back, it right back so quick. Like, it didn't even matter. It was still cool. But Yeah, everybody was really trying, but he was powerful. Harley Quinn was absolutely useless against him, you know. Right. She, she would have been able to do anything, and then Diablo comes back. Like, he's, like, after he's getting hit into the building... As Deej said, he just releases his trooper, and I was at, I had no idea. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, it was crazy. He <clears throat> he transforms into like a giant Indian-looking demon, demon beast, minotaur thing. I don't know. What it was ridiculous. Thing. Just as big as Incubus, like, and he was holding him back, dude. It was crazy. yeah. He was really powerful. And, you know, they push him into the corner, and this is the moment. And then he get then he transforms back into a human because he gets like hurt. I think he gets hurt so much because Incubus was doing so, like he was like melting Incubus's chest. And, I th- and the way I took it is the Incubus was like absorbing his energy at that after that, and uh, it detransformed him. Because he remember he turned, he was all fiery and shit. But then he turned into just skeleton for a second. Oh yeah, he was just a really big ass skeleton. And then he kind of like shrank back down to person. And he goes, just fucking do it, just do it. Yeah, he's like, just blow it up. And then he's like, no. When Rick flags like nobody talking about, and then no, uh, Deadshot's like, do it. Like he'd want it to be like this. Yeah, prove himself. Yeah, a hero. Is that because he wanted that kind of redemption? Yeah. But so during all of this, Killer Croc is fighting off those um, eyes of the adversary down under the sewers. That was that was a flooded sewer tunnel. So he went down there with the seals, and um, they placed the bomb in the right corner. They backed him into the corner and blow it up, kills Incubus, and then it leaves the whole rest of the Suicide Squad to fight off the Enchantress, um, which is a crazy. I mean, she's she's a crazy uh, enemy to be fighting. Yeah, and, she um, was, like, whooping their ass in hand-to-hand combat. Like, the way she was, like, teleporting around everybody and just... She was fucking everybody up. Yeah. And the, so they, they they beat her enough to the point where she becomes, like, the dirty Ember Witch again. And she was still, you know, destroying them. And then and then Harley, Harley comes up with a brilliant plan because all she wants them to do is join them. Yeah, and she was... So she, Harley Harley stands up and she says, you know, I, I, you know, I lost my put in... She's like, oh, why, you know, why not just join? Can you bring you? him back? Can you bring him back and all this stuff like that? And she's like, I can bring back anyone you desire, and you can have everything you want. And she, she uh, does she use Katana's sword? She does. Yeah. No. She, she uses some sword. I don't. I don't know if it was Katana's sword or not. Maybe. It's either Katana's sword or P- P- Captain Boomerang's boomerang. It was something, some sort of blade. Yeah. That she finds on the ground, and she cuts out the heart of the Scarlet Witch, which we didn't talk about. If you own the heart of the Scarlet Witch, you Not control her. Witch oh God! Yeah, <laughs> got it mixed up. Sorry, that that's Brittany's Marvel fault. DC mix up. I'm Br- I'm Brit- I'm blaming Brittany because that's what she she texted me and trying to fuck with me a little bit. But yes, the Enchantress. If you cut out the Enchantress's heart and you have it, you control the Enchantress. Kind of like Davy Jones. Yeah. From Pirates of the Caribbean, if you cut out his heart, you're controlled seas. 
um, so she has to listen to you. So she 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 is trying to convince the uh, enchantress that she's going to join her, and it distracts her enough to the point where she kind of lets her guard down. And Harley Quinn picks up a blade, cuts her heart out, and then you know they grab it out of there. Uh, I think I think Killer Croc grabs it out of there, and then they throw a uh, like a bomb, like a C four type thing. Yeah, like a like dynamite trapped a C4 they throw it in there and they that whole scene was it was all slow motion everything was slow motion and then, and then it got fast and then slow again and then yeah. fast and it was really cool and then they throw it they throw it into this machine and let Deadshot take a shot at it and she goes no and then yeah and then blow it up and then um <laughs> yeah absolutely but uh and then um and she, she like forms back into no then they stab the heart like Rick Flagg has to stab the heart no, no, he didn't stab it. He, she was saying. Oh, she crushed it. He was saying because he June Moon is his girlfriend. She's the one that the Enchantress body has taken over, and he was like a. He thought killing the Enchantress would in turn kill June Moon or whatever. June, right, June, June Moon, right? Yeah, June Moon. And he said, uh, so, and then she goes, she goes, oh, he'll, she'll never fucking like resurface. Yeah, so then he's just he crushed it, which would have been hard for anybody, but then right, you see her corpse, pretty much it looked like a burnt corpse, and they said, uh, I think it was Will Smith's character, it was Deadshot that said, hey. Yo, flag or whatever, and then he came back, and she just came out of the fucking ashes, and they're like making out. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, she was like, she like peeled back all this like <laughs> yeah, dead gross. skin. Yeah, it was <laughs> gross, but it was cool, I guess. And then, and then, uh, you get the uh, you find out the Waller hasn't, and Waller shows back up, and everyone's like, "How are you alive?" Like, yeah, what the like? She's some, she's something, man. <laughs> and and she she comes walking back in. They all think that they're you know they're scot free. And she comes back, and she's got the you know her phone up like with all their heads on it, and she's like she's gonna blow them up, whatever, still under their control. And they organize like this is where you find out that that Captain Boomerang got served three life sentences. Yeah, she, he goes, oh, ten years off, three life sentences. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, this is bullshit. And they all think they're gonna leave, and find out very quickly that they're not. They have to go back to Bell Rev. But then somebody, I believe it was Deadshot, asked for something. He wanted to see his daughter. Right. And uh, she goes, that can be arranged. And you go, anybody, anybody else have any requests? And then it goes into a little montage of, yeah. Well, of, first we see uh, him visiting his daughter doing math. Right. And I love that scene, dude, because he, she's asking about angles and the hypotenuse. He goes, yeah. And then she goes, is it like if you're on top of the building and the guy you're trying to kill is down there? And he goes, yeah, something like that. He goes, <laughs> he goes but then you got to worry about the curvature of the earth. Sometimes you got to worry about weight of the bullet. Like and he, it was just like it was right. So cool. It was perfect. Um. And then, yeah, and then they, like, show up. It was, like, a supervised visit with Rick Flagg. Yeah. And then all the, the you know, police officers show up to, to get him at the end. And he's like, sorry, sweetie, I got to go. And she and she says something. I can't remember what she says. And he's like, yeah, well, that's just the arrangement we had because I, you know, these people don't want me to kill them or something like that. Um, so it was it was pretty cool. And then, um, you know, you see <laughs> the uh, Captain Boomerang in a padded room going crazy. Let me out of bitch. I love it. She like closes the door. Um, no, because he's like going crazy. He's like, hey, you can let me out of here, right? And he's like trying to all sweet talk and shit. And she just like uses one finger and just like closes the door. So that was pretty oh, interesting. Oh, Killer Croc wanted to, uh, he's like, I want BET. He goes, what else do you want? And he goes, BET. And then like it shows the scene. He's laying in his room. Oh, yeah. Eating a sandwich and watching BET. <laughs> and it, it's, 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 some fans, it's in, Tech Nine was on the video. It was Tech Nine music. Yeah, video Tech Nine is in Suicide Squad. Isn't that something? Yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's fucking Tech Nine. What the fuck? And Harley Quinn requests an espresso machine yeah. so she can sit in her cell and read books and Diablo, drink espresso. Diablo didn't make it, as far as we know. I mean, yeah. 
I bet he'll come back as another he'll, another host in another movie or something. That'd I'm be sure. cool. Uh, yeah. And then um, let's see what else. I think that's I think that's pretty much that's it. Pretty it takes much us it. to about the end. And the one of the very last scenes you get is uh, a break in at Bell Rev for Harley Quinn and a bunch of like SWAT teams show up and you know cut into her prison cell and uh, it is revealed that the Joker shows up and says you know come on baby let's go home which is cool because you expect you know what I mean where's home Gotham right you know what I mean so you know hopefully that leads into the next Batman movie like or or the next Harley Quinn spinoff because she's supposed to be getting her own movie too yeah that'd be interesting Birds of Prey or something it'd be weird to watch a Harley Quinn movie because you don't really ever see her without Joker as far as I know I'm sure he'd be in it too yeah but I, don't know. I mean I don't think it'll be a female led it'll be a female led movie but not all about female right like Birds of Prey something like that but so th- this that's that's pretty much how the movie ends there's a mid credit scene um which is an easter egg for Justice League mm-hmm. it's pretty cool against uh, Waller and um Bruce yeah Bruce Wayne he was in there as Bruce Wayne so it was pretty cool and he gets like an Argus file of like all the Justice League members yeah, and the, the Flash and Aquaman and, right and, uh, and had Deadshot at the beginning of it too he goes what do you need these for and he goes uh, uh trying to just justice or something like that. He said something. He said, yeah, and he said, uh, you know, next time, he he's like, I'm just trying to make some friends or something like that. And he's like, next time uh, you have a problem like this, let my friends handle it. And then she says something like, uh, you got to stop working such late nights. Yeah, I think she knows he's Batman. Yeah. So that so that's the end of that. But now the last thing we have to talk about is our, our honest thoughts about Joker. Jared Leto as the Joker. I think he was fantastic. Like I don't know what else to say. Right now, a lot of people have been complaining about it because for, it's different. For some uh, for some reason or another, they 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 have a problem with the fact that he's a gangster. But I disagree completely. I thought he was wonderful. He was rather gangsterish when Jack Nicholson played him. He was yeah. He was a mobster then, and and I mean, there's every iteration of the Joker has been present. I think this one looked closest to the Joker. I mean, Jack Nicholson looked pretty close to the Joker in the show, but I don't know this. I don't. He looked so cool to me. Like. Uh, no, I it, was was strange. it was strange the fact that he was like in a strip club being like a crime boss because he didn't really run like that like right but it was he did it he did his part perfect like I, whether or not it's different or not what I'm used to most of the times I would complain but it, he just did it too good he did it too well for me to complain that he did it differently I, yeah I mean like we said earlier not enough of him but he was he was absolutely wonderful a total delight to see on screen he, that he, laugh, he stole man. the show yeah the laugh he chose was perfect and we even had clips on the show prior like about him you know discussing when the laugh was coming and or where the laugh was coming from and all that all that stuff so it was just it was really cool but uh but i do i do want to i asked for permission to, to talk about this on the show um and this comes from martin dunn he's a writer creator editor art director comic specialist fan podcaster etc he hosts the martin dunn show um, he is with IDW Dark Horse hashtag Comics CAA Studios Vertical Vertigo Devil's Due etc etc. Um, so I told him that he you know do credit because what he said about the Joker in my eyes was brilliant, um, and I totally I couldn't agree more. This is in in I guess in rebuttal to people complaining about um, enjoying the Joker when he's on screen. That's what he said verbatim from his Facebook page. Um, He says, people, Joker isn't supposed to be someone you enjoy seeing. He isn't supposed to make you laugh. He isn't supposed to be fun, quirky guy. A a fun and quirky guy that you want to have at your party. He's a maniac, a sociopathic killer with no real care for human life. Leto nailed him. 
he was spot on. The Joker, this current PC era of the internet, has made you hate. He was Alan Moore's Joker, which is the Joker we talked about last week in The Killing Joke. Mm. Um, he was a Joker I've been begging to see on screen for years. Because you're not supposed to get excited when you hear the Joker laugh. You're supposed to want to run and hide. And then he goes on to say, says, all the Jokers before came off like someone you rooted for. Leto made me uncomfortable. Now this is him talking. Right. Um, he wasn't just doing stuff to do it. Joker is not about chaos. He's one of the most brilliant tacticians in comics. His moves may seem random, but he thinks his stuff through. Read his Batman and Robin storyline when he when he was disguised as another hero for a year. He plans his insanity. Oops. Um, is what is scary because he's smart. The guy's unpredictable. The pencil scene with Leto, or I'm sorry, not Leto Ledger, was the only real Joker move he pulled. Which, meh. I mean, he did he did a couple things. The stuff with the bombs and the yeah, ship yeah. and things like that. But I don't I don't, I don't agree with that guy 100. percent I agree with some of it, but the Joker is somebody that makes you laugh. And it's like any time you've ever seen him on show or hear him in a graphic novel, he's cracking jokes and being funny. He is, well, yeah, he mean, is a funny, quirky guy. Like that's right. stupid for him to say that he's not that because that's exactly what makes him the Joker. Right. I mean, yeah, I just, everything else I agree with. Like you know, he he's supposed to be horrifying. But. Right. But I, I, you know, and I tell myself, would I want to be caught in a alley like a dark alley and have the joker be running up this joker jared Leto's wanna, joker any of the jokers i wouldn't well no but you want to see heath ledger at the end of the fucking well no but i mean th- this guy specifically i would be like jesus like yeah, i yeah. do not want to be on the on the receiving end of anything that that guy right. is doing and like the, his scenes in the movie were short yes but I his whole to see him in a... his whole plot in this movie is to throw a wrench in the suicide squad plans yeah you know what i mean his only goal is to get harley back which which brings up another point. In this movie, he like he loves, loves Harley. Yeah. What I'm used to is like, hey, she's always trying to love him and get anybody. He'll like hit her, or punch her. Yeah. You know. And like, and he's even said like Leto said that you know he filmed he filmed enough for, you know, a whole movie by them by himself with the Joker, and he was you know a lot of the stuff is abusive and 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 stuff like that. So it's possible that Warner Brothers just took it out to not want to portray. Harley Quinn to all these fangirls to be like that. Right. You know what I mean? And then it's something that you can get later for the people who really want to see like um, Mad Love style Yeah. Harley Quinn like um, which is understandable. I'm down with that. I, mean, I like I still I like I mean all in all this movie great great movie. I had no complaints of walking out. Right. So definitely can't wait to see if there's going to be more Joker in the future with uh, be. A, a new release of the Suicide Squad. I mean, like not like an Ultimate Edition, but like at least deleted scenes for some of the stuff that we missed. Um, and then hopefully Leto continues to be the Joker in this universe um, with like a, the Batman, the Ben Affleck solo movie um, or Ben Affleck directed Batman movie, and you know anything like there. There's also heavy, he's also heavily rumored to be making an appearance in Justice League. Joker. Yeah. Um, and that only is because he was in London during the set visit for Justice League and all that stuff like that. So, but I, you know, we'll figure it out later. But that I don't know. Do you have any final closing thoughts? No, I love the movie. I think I, I'm probably gonna go see it in theaters again. Yeah, this will be the second movie again. I've ever went and saw twice. Yeah, that in Deadpool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, definitely, we're checking out more than once. So. Um, Definitely go see it in in a big theater if you can. Yeah, but that that that's all I gotta say. I don't. What are we talking about next week? 
Harry Potter. Harry and Potter Cursed and Child. the Cursed Child. That's right. We read the book. Uh, we were waiting for a while because obviously this movie came out, so we need to talk about it. And we wanted everybody to make sure they could finish their book. Right. So if you haven't gone and checked out Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, next week we are doing a full-on review discussion. Spoilers, of course. Oh, yeah. And um, it will be our first completely family-friendly episode. So if you have kids that bought the movie or if you have kids that were at our event at the mall, this episode will be completely... Yeah, no cussing, nothing like that. Yeah, be. family-friendly. Um because we, you know, we have we we did a, a midnight release party where we, you know, had a um, coverage from that that evening, and we talked to uh, several people, interviews about Harry Potter and, th- and things like that that we're going to add into the. Uh, a lot of them were minors. Yeah, a lot of them were really young. Um, and we got permission from their parents, so I made sure we got permission from each parent. Right. So, so we're definitely going to be, uh, you know, talking about that stuff, and and also. Uh, here in the next couple of days, we should. I should. I was expecting them tonight, but um, there there will be pictures of a, of us at the event with our wand raffle and um, things like that that will be posted onto our Facebook page. So um, definitely check that out and tune in next week for our Harry Potter and the Cursed Child discussion. Yeah, thank you guys, and have yourselves a good week. We at Nerdtalkalypse Podcast assume no claim in sounds, references, music, and graphics and are not affiliated or endorsed by any companies involved, such as Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Sony, ComicBook.com, or any of their affiliates. Nerdtalkalypse is a non-profit generating podcast made for entertainment purposes. We can be found on social media at Facebook.com slash Nerdtalkalypse and on Twitter at Nerdtalkalypse. You can also email us, Nerdtalkalypse at gmail.com. We really appreciate you listening. Please subscribe to us at any of the following servers, iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel, Player FM, and TuneIn Radio. Or also on Facebook every Monday for a live viewing of the show. Please, if you enjoy the show, let us know via email or review on iTunes. If you'd like to be a guest, either in person or via Skype, please send us an email. If there's any subject matter you wish us to discuss, please let us know. We will do all the necessary research to bring you that specific content, either in our next episode or a special of your very own. Thank you again for listening to Nerd Talk Lips Podcast.